Welcome to Unicorn Talent Hunter. I'm Crystal Speed, your HR strategist. If you are a solo or maturing entrepreneur looking to build and grow your team with great people, this is where you need to be. I can't wait to share the tips, best practices, and mindset shifts I've learned after nearly 15 years of building great teams. Let's dig in. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Unicorn Talent Hunter. Thank you for joining me on this amazing ride of the first season of this podcast as um, I help you as solopreneurs or maturing entrepreneurs think about building the team that you need in order to scale your business. So today I have a treat for you. Uh, We are doing a hot seat. So I have an awesome solopreneur here with me, Britt Parrish, who um, she'll introduce herself in just a moment, but she has um, agreed to be on the hot seat today. And what that means is, you know, we're just going to take a little deep dive into her business and uh, see where there are opportunities for, you know, expanding, growing, bringing other people onto her team, and then answering questions that she might have. I feel like um, this is going to be an excellent resource as you guys hear from Britt. And uh, so some of the questions that I might ask or some of the topics that we might talk about, try to put yourself in that place as well to see how you might be able to scale your business by getting some good people on your team and some questions to ask as you're looking at, um, you know, being able to bring people on board. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive right into today's hot seat with Britt Parrish. Welcome, Britt. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. (laughs) I'm excited that you're on. So first of all, I want you to just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, anything that's exciting that you want to share with us. Sure. So my name is Britt Parrish and I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, but now residing in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, (laughs) Yes. uh, In fact, if I guess if you guys don't know the predecessor of how me and Crystal met, we met through a program called Tulsa Remote where they basically paid us to move here and live here for a year and um, expand our uh, creativity and add value to the city, uh, just being who we are and what we do. So super excited about that. Um, I own a social media marketing agency. And so I help people, I, I help um, small businesses and brands um, elevate their online presence and grow their business as well online through social media. And currently right now, um, I do social media management and I also do social media coaching. And I'm actually in the pre-launch stage of a social media coaching program, uh, a group program. And I'm super excited about that. But, um, but yeah, so uh, just an entrepreneur out here living her best life and um, trying to serve all um, who I come in contact with. Awesome. So uh, thank you for that introduction, Britt. And yeah, as Britt said, we met here in Tulsa, and I've also been able to um, utilize some of her coaching services for social media. So thank you. Um, just a shout out that Britt is great at what she thank does. You. <laughs> and so Britt, let's talk a little bit about your business. So it's a fairly recent endeavor, right? So talk to us a little bit about how old it is and what type of um, experience you've had as you've been building your business. Sure. So um, I just launched this business in February, but I'm not new to entrepreneurship. I have several other businesses as well. So I've been an entrepreneur for five years, but full time for three. And this um, newest business, the social media marketing agency, which is called the Vibe Agency, um, but under the name Branding with Brit, which is what a lot of people um, know my tag as. But um, I birthed it in February because at the time we were kind of coming out of 2020 and I was like okay I really need to stop being that cliche person that says like oh yeah this year will be my year this year will be different and like never do anything (laughs) much different and so I just made an executive decision along with my mom who really inspired me to just start this business because I had been sitting on it for a while the idea anyway I would always get people coming to me about social media questions and just giving them free knowledge and free advice and so um 
along with that and then my mom I was having a heart to heart with her and just telling like man it's like it's hard like being an entrepreneur is hard I feel like I'm struggling financially I feel like like I feel like I may need to go back and get a job uh, just with how like COVID you know happened and uh, luckily my other business provided residual income that allowed me to sustain during COVID and I didn't have to go and expose myself because um, my background is in healthcare, so I could have very well got another healthcare job, but I didn't want to expose myself, especially at that time. Right. And so um, she was just saying, you know, like you are too talented and have too much potential um, to ever feel like you need a job or to ever struggle with anything financially, like whatever it is. And it was something about that message that like struck something within me. And I literally burst this business like two weeks later and I, I just started like slowly growing it. I'm not, I'm not um, new to growing brands online. I also have like a whole plant brand, uh, Botanical Brit, where that's just like strictly like my plant stuff because I'm a huge plant mom. And then I had a travel social media where it was like all of my travels that I was doing before COVID. So I'm not new to building uh, social media pages, but this was obviously like a new one for me. Um, in a new realm in terms of like creating a business around something I was already doing, which is, so, which is coaching social media or about social media. And so, um, like I said, I birthed it. And then two weeks into starting my business, I got my first client. Now, granted, it wasn't for social media coaching. Um, it was for social media management. It was someone, okay. uh, my client, she asked me like, Hey, like, do you do social media management? And I was like, mm. I don't, but I will. <laughs> and that literally kind of like opened up the floodgates. So it became a, a dual business where I was doing coaching and also doing management as well. And it just really took off um, after that nonstop uh, to the point where I was getting burnt out, like within my like first few months because of the way I had set up my schedule, which wasn't sustainable. Um, and just with the response of people like contact me for like consultations and sessions and then also like more social media management clients. And so in June, I took off um, to develop my group coaching program because I understood the need to scale as we're talking about here today. But um, I hired a brand um, strategist who has helped me scale in that way in terms of like my coaching aspect, um, which was very needed because I was pretty much saying the same thing like 20 times a week, like no lie. I was saying the same thing over and over to different clients. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this can't be like how I run this business. Like as an entrepreneur, the, the, the number one thing is to be able to like kind of step back and let things be automated and not have yourself you know, present all the time. It's almost like having a job again, if you're having to be present for everything that you do and every dollar that you make. So I was like, okay, like, um, you know, she's been helping me with like the group coaching program um, and scaling that. And um, so now, like I said, I, I do coaching uh, or I'm, I'm getting back into doing coaching the right way, the more effective and sustainable way. And then also like social media management um, as well, which I know we'll probably talk about here, like on the podcast, but um, definitely looking to scale that side of the business as well, because doing it solo is so hard. Doing all of this solo is hard. So, but it's, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Well, so yeah. you mentioned a couple things and I feel like you're about to teach us some stuff. So like, even oh, though it's a hot seat, I'm like, oh, I think there's some learning lessons here. So okay. you were talking about, well, one, I mean, like, congratulations on Thank how you. quickly your business has grown. And the first thing that I wanted to hit on was that, that um, idea of, you know, when we as entrepreneurs are deciding, you know, are we going to really do this thing or not? And how mm -hmm. your mother was like that source of encouragement for you. And so a couple of things that you noted, um, was like, you already had passion. You already had expertise around this. Mm -hmm. And it was really just kind of holding it into a service or a package right. that people could then, um, you know, come into. So can you talk to us, like, was that a scary process? Like what was necessary in order for mm -hmm. you to like, kind of switch your thinking around like, oh, I can actually do this and get paid well to do it. So what- Yeah, um, I think, uh, for one, like personal development, right? Like it's all about mindset. And I think in having businesses like over the last five years, um, I just, I heard a quote and I, and I can't reference it like exactly, but basically it's like, 
Warren Buffett um, had said, um, you know, if, if you, it said, find something that will, um, I think it's like keep you healthy, uh, that you can make money from and that keeps you happy or something like that. And so um, I realized like, I have a lot of passions, like just being like creative. I have a lot of passions. I have a lot of things that like excite me. And I never wanted to be like one of those people that was like, okay, like I can only, I can only do one and that's it. I just got to put everything on the back burner and only do one. And so in finding the things that I was like really good at, or just like really passionate about, or that, that came easy to me, I was like, I can create a business out of this. Like somebody clearly needs it. If I'm getting more than one person coming to me and ask me about it, then clearly there's some kind of need out there. And I always just kind of like take that into consideration of if I'm passionate about something, one, it's not going to feel like work. It's going to be fun. It's going to be enjoyable. And wow, great. I can make money off of it too. It's something that I would do. It's something that I was doing for free and I was fine with it. I was happy, you know, in telling people and helping people. Um, but when I realized that there were actual like um, businesses, like social media coaching, like I really didn't even honestly know that anything was like out there like that. I, I figured it could have been, but I just wasn't like super like researching it and things like that until I really just kind of got stuck on the idea of, okay, like, let's just make this happen. Like, let's stop talking about it. Like, like let's, let's get this like pen to paper and write down kind of like everything that just comes to mind about, you know, this business. So I actually have like my first notebook where I was like brainstorming like uh, names and like uh, all kind of like ideas. And it's really fun to kind of like look back on. Cause I was like, that, that was like, what, like five months ago. So, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think it's just a mindset thing and, and understanding, like, if you have an idea, if there is something that the universe, the higher power, whoever you believe in has like put inside of you, like it's either like you're going to pursue it or you're not. And so I always feel like when I get these ideas or when it just kind of comes to me, like, you know what, like I could actually be creating an income off of this. I just go for it. Like, because I'm like, at the end of the day, if I don't succeed, I'm just going to be right back in the spot that I'm at. And that's okay. At least I tried. I, I never want to go through life, like looking back and saying like, man, like what if, and I'm really, really big on that in like all aspects of my life. So I, I just live by that in terms of just trying something and not being afraid to fail. Like I learned a long time ago, like just how to fail forward. Um, sometimes people will fail and it will like stop them and they will literally like be defeated. But yeah. failing forward is in the sense, like taking it like and accepting it as is, but like also making the adjustments. I'm just like always looking for like ways to like, cause it's just navigating. Like you're just gonna, you know, learn um, and make mistakes along the way and fail. Um, but it's just all about like how you continue to like push past that and like move forward. So I've obviously made mistakes like in this business, not humongous ones, but I've learned lessons along the way and I just keep going and like building off of that. But, um, I truly think like all of it has happened because of personal development, like reading is everything. Like you have to have like the right mindset before you jump into anything, um, in an entrepreneurial like way um because it takes a different level of mindset it's a different beast it's not like a job where you know like if you're working at 70 percent like effort you're still going to get 100 of your pay right. whereas like an entrepreneur <laughs> if you're working at 70 percent, you might get less than the efforts that you're putting in like you really have to be disciplined and understand like it's all on you there is no safety net there's nothing to fall back on other than like yourself. And so I think it just kind of pulls something out of you to make things happen. And then once you kind of like start getting it going, actually, I feel like you're just, you just start getting like these ideas, like, oh my gosh, like, how can I create another stream of income? How can I create another stream of income? It just starts coming very naturally, like after you really master, and it's not even mastering because I haven't mastered entrepreneurship. I've just been really good at it for the last three years, but when you really good, get good at it, it just becomes a natural thing to want to keep pursuing passions that you have you keep you know I feel like everybody has multiple passions so oh yeah why not definitely okay so a lot of great things there are a couple that we're going to hit on in just a little bit um yeah. but thank you for sharing like mindset is super important so Absolutely. when you're starting something new where it might be scary new terrain new um new experiences throughout mm -hmm. um having a mindset of hey, I might make missteps, but I'll be able to learn from this and 
as mm -hmm. you said, sailing forward. And then also um, when we start talking about kind of leading teams and like actually having people around you, we're going to talk about mindset too, because I, really? <laughs> I, I think it really <laughs> takes um, you know, a certain type of mindset to be able to read well. But Absolutely. so you mentioned um, that you were getting to the point of burnout, right? Where you're like, okay, something needs to change. So you mm -hmm. are now creating this, uh, a coaching program. And so you hired, and that was great to hear, you hired a brand strategist to help you with those particular stages. And so um, one thing I'll point out before I actually ask the question is, you know, a lot of times, as we're building our businesses, we'll go ahead and like, you know, hire coaches, consultants, freelancers to support in a very specific need. And that yeah. is actually an opportunity to start building out your team. They, they're yeah. there just for maybe a short period of time or a finite period of time, but you're getting the help and resources that you need in order to scale and grow. So can you talk to us, like, what was that like moment of just, I don't know, what was the pain that you were feeling where you're like, something's got to change. I need help and I need to do this differently. Can you talk through like, what your thought process was? Yeah. So like, <laughs> I remember very vividly, like when I put myself out there and like my schedule and like my link for like consultations, even because I didn't have any clients at the time. Um, but when I started getting consultations, like I one, I didn't know my business. I knew my business was going to be successful, right? Like I just always feel that, but I didn't know it was going to grow as fast as it did. And so in thinking about that, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, take this slow and <laughs> build it organically and all this stuff. So my schedule was pretty much Monday through Saturday, 10 AM to 7 PM, where oh. my calendar was open for consultations. And it, you know, I was getting consultations and I got my one client and I, boom, boom, I had a social media management client where I was learning how to do that. Um, I even just straight up told her like, Hey, you're like my first client. And I truly thank you for like believing in me. Cause I don't have any social proof right now. Like I can tell you all day, I'm really great, but you believe in me off the strength of like what I'm presenting on my social media. So once that happened, um, I started getting like more clients because I had even put like, you know, like that, that happened. I always kind of like tell stories and I'm very transparent in, you know, like my content. And so I started getting more people, like more people just started, you know, noticing um, and becoming more aware of my page. And so my calendar was filling up like crazy. I mean, I was doing consultations and I hate to say it, but I was doing them for like a whole hour, <laughs> like a consultation that may or may not have resulted in someone buying into my coaching. Um, but what I found was that I had a very, very high, um, like, I guess like execution rate because I wasn't rushing people off of the Zoom. You know, I was like taking the time to really get to know them and really get to hear like their challenges and stuff. And so I was exchanging this time that I was giving for, um, in my mind, I'm like a better ratio of people like booking with me. And that's what it really came to was like, I gave a whole hour for consultations. I let people pour their heart out and all their challenges. And then it would go on to the next hour. Like I didn't even have any buffers in between the hour. It was back to back. And sometimes like I had to wait all the way till 7 PM to go use the bathroom or even eat. And I was like, this is freaking crazy. Like I'm, I'm, I used to just think, I mean, I still do. Like, I was just so grateful for like the response, but I realized I had set up my schedule wrong. And so that happened like from February to March, then April, I was like, okay, like I need to cut it down because now I have three social media management clients. I have ongoing coaching clients. So let me, I need to make more time for social media management, um, but also just make more time for myself. So it became, okay, Sunday and Monday were my days for myself. No work at all, or tried to, really, I really tried. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was um, the days for coaching and consult or uh, coaching and consultations. Friday was going to be the day for management, like creating all the content for my social media management clients. And then Saturday was going to be like the spillover, like whatever I didn't get done. And I was okay. I'm going to try and stick to the schedule. So of course that didn't happen. Um, although the Tuesday through Thursday thing did, but I just found myself still being very stretched because I was still taking on more people. My days were condensed. So it felt 
very busy like on those days because there wasn't many slots um, available to like as, as it was when I did it Monday through Friday. So very condensed days, very, you know, busy days. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try and do it from like, so I'm going to start my day at 12, like give myself the mornings to really just get in the mindset of like, you know, taking in all these personalities and this conversations. Um, so it became like 12 to seven. Um, and I was doing like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then I was like, okay, like, now I'm just like up to here in clients mm -hmm. on the management side, I'm up to here and clients on the coaching and I'm definitely up to here in consultations that may or may not result in having a client. And so I dumbed it down um, in May to Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that was strictly the days that I would do consultations and sessions. And I would give myself more days to handle my social media management clients because now I currently have seven. And I was like, okay, like now this has, you know, this is going to work. But I honestly, like my passion is coaching. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't necessarily the management aspect. The management aspect was just my high ticket offer meaning like I was making more money on the management side than I was like on my coaching side, but I wanted that to be flipped. Right. And so um, I just one day was like, I was like, you know what? I need to find somebody. I need to, you know, figure this out. Like, what am I looking for? And I was like, okay, I guess it's like a, you know, somebody that can help me scale da da da. da. And so I, I was already following her and I didn't realize that our connection was just like so divine, but um, she was the first one that I saw. And I didn't even go and look at anybody else. It was just something that drew me to her that it made, you know, some people will like shop around and just kind of like feel people out. Like I felt that she was my vibe mm -hmm. the same way that she feels that I'm her vibe. And so I went through her, um, like the system that she had set up to basically like apply to work with her. I got on a consultation, felt really, really good about it and was like, hey, like this is it. And it was like one of the biggest investments I've ever made, uh, but mm -hmm. totally worth it. Um, and the great thing about it is like, the thing I love about what I do is the connections that are being formed. So like for one, like you're an HR strategist and I know for sure that I'm gonna work with you when I build out my dream team. Um, and so I have her like on my team, but the crazy thing is, is like, she is also building out a team. And she was like, hey, like, do you think that you would like do social media management for me? Mm -hmm. And we did this exchange of services and I'm like, this is like crazy. And so now we've even formed a partnership where I do social media management for her clients that she does brand strategy for as well. And I'm like, so now we have this like beautiful, you know, relationship kind of forming just off the strength of like, I took a chance on her and she's taking a chance on me and we're like creating like great things, you know, together. So, um, so yeah, so that's how it came about. That was the moment that I knew, cause I was just feeling burnt out. I was, I was tired. I was feeling irritated. And when my clients were starting to say like, you don't look like you're happy anymore, like how you were in the beginning or like your, your energy levels, you know, don't seem the same. Then I knew it was a problem because it was like spilling over into like the interactions that I was having with my clients. And I would never want them to feel that that's because of them. It was honestly on me because I wasn't, I wasn't setting boundaries and I wasn't disciplining um, myself enough to say, Hey, like, this is that stuff that this is the hours you need to get things done. These are the days and just do that. And then I wasn't giving myself the time, uh, the break and, and the grace because I'm such a perfectionist and want to make everybody happy. But I'm like, at the end of the day, like I still got to make myself happy in order to serve others. And so, um, I became okay with giving myself days where I don't do anything. I don't have to answer my phone. I don't have to do you know, any of that, because it's important to me, like, and I, and I realized the importance because I wasn't giving myself that for the first four months of business. Like I wasn't giving myself any, any time or any grace. I was really beating myself up about just wanting time off. And when it gets to that point, then, you know, um, you're probably doing it wrong or you probably need to hire some help because you should never feel bad about giving yourself the time that you need in order to be able to serve your clients or your customers better. Okay, Britt, like, <laughs> awesome. Like you, you dropped some really great nuggets that I want to like pull out just a little bit. Go ahead. It's going to help so somebody. much, I'm sure. <laughs> it's going to help somebody. So one thing that you mentioned that I think is really, really important to understand is the impact of the burnout, right? So you, you said that comments from your clients was like alerting you and indicating like, hey, this is, 
this is a problem. So, I mean, it's oftentimes, you know, other areas of our life that are suffering or where it'll show up when we are burnt out, when we are overworked, when we are taking on too many things in our business. So that example of your clients mentioning, oh, you don't really seem happy, you know, or you, even kind of the time that you would take, the care that you would have taken, but because you had so much going on, it really impacted that level of relationship and as well as what you were producing. Mm -hmm. um, even though it could have still been at a really, really high level, there was some noticeable um, indicators that, hey, I, something needs to change. So I would, I would say to anyone that's listening, if you're finding yourself in that situation <laughs> or hopefully you, you, you have some indicators like, oh no, I'm not going to get that far <laughs> gone. But yeah. you know, it can impact um, just the quality of work and it, it's, it's not, I mean, luckily your clients were, it seemed like they were more concerned, like, hey, girl, yeah. are you good? Versus like, girl. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I have amazing clients. And I would even say that like in my content, like, I'm just so grateful for my clients, like in being able to show grace because they understand like how hard I've worked. A lot of them or a few of them have been kind of like grandfathered in because they were there like in the beginning and they've just seen like you know, my entire business blossom, but like, even outside of my clients, like my audience, I feel like probably knew if they really follow, because I have people that are like, man, I've been following you from the beginning and, you know, all this stuff. And so I feel like they caught onto a pattern of like, I would always preach about showing up once a day. And I wasn't even showing up anymore because mm -hmm. my workload, like my bandwidth was just stretched to capacity where I couldn't even show up for my audience. Um, and still grow my business. Like, cause that's, that is how I grow my business is like through, you know, um, how I show up on social media. And so I was like, if I can't even show up for myself and the audience that has, I have yet to tap into, or like they have yet to, you know, work with me, there is an issue because that's how I got these clients in the first place. And I want my business to continue to grow, but I'm always like super transparent. So I would always just like, just tell my clients, like personally, like, thank you just, you know, for showing grace, because I've gone through like personal issues, like an entire breakup, literally like throughout this business. And it's hard, like life outside of social media and the things you got going on is hard. At the end of the day, though, I know I still need to build this business and it's not easy. And I have to get through like some of like the hard days, but I'm like, my clients make it worth it. Like my audience makes it worth it. Like people that just come to me and say like, Hey, like, you're doing like a great job or just those kind of things like really help me because like I said, like when you're going through like life struggles as an entrepreneur, like you still got to put your big girl pants on and like, Hey, like <laughs> yes. no, no feelings can be here. Like you have to t take off your work hat and say, okay, now I can be in my feels and cry it out or, you know, like whatever it is. And that's easier said than done. But, um, when it's time to like get to work and understand, like, you know, like, um, there is no money, like where, where feelings, you know, reside, like I, I, I would not be making money because I would be so like in my feelings. So I had to like push through, like even those kind of personal struggles. Um, but yeah, it's like so important. Like, and, and I guess now like even going through that, um, like or, uh, the breakup, I'm like realizing like how much like self-care as an entrepreneur or just in general, like is so important because, who child like and I'm and I'm really glad like this I'm I feel like I will have like a whole new testimony because I give you know people like my testimonies like things that I've struggled with like just prior like just in business or in life and stuff like that but now I'm like next year it's gonna be like yeah like y'all don't even know I was going through a whole breakup for the first five months of me building this business and it's hard um but you know if I persevered and I'm you know, much better today. Like even my clients got some of, you know, they know some of like my personal, um, life as well. And they kind of became that, I won't say therapist, but I, I was happy that they would listen and that, um, I felt the need to explain what was going on with me. So they didn't think I was just kind of like BSing them, but just for, for me to be able to like open up and say like, Hey, like, this is actually like what I'm going through. And just for like them to show grace, is everything. So I really, really value like my clients, um, you know, for that and, and just letting me be like transparent and letting me have my moments of, you know, like when things are hard, um, just in building a business and going through life struggles. So. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. Absolutely. So, 
I want to move into a slightly different direction. So as okay. your business is growing and expanding, yeah. and you're bringing on your new coaching program. Where are you going to need help? Where, like, what, <laughs> what are you, what, what are you imagining as far as where your business is going next and what you're going to need? Yeah. So, um, I LLC my business, um, a couple of months ago, um, because I really said I wanted to like do this right. I really wanted to have an agency, like not just be a social media coach and a social media manager. I want to have an actual agency, um, where I have a team of social media managers or graphic designers or, you know, different things that kind of like encompass, um, building a brand or building a business online, like those different aspects. I wanted to be able to have a team of people to do that because I mean, I'm, I literally take on every role right now, like admin, email, you know, like it's just so much as a solopreneur. So, um, I said that in Q4 or, or fourth quarter of the year, I wanted to start focusing on like building a team because even still now I'm getting people that are like, Hey, can you do my social media management? Hey. And I'm like, I'm turning people down and I hate that. Um, I shouldn't have to ever turn anybody down. But I'm, I, I explained to them, like, hey, I'm a solopreneur. Like, I already have the max amount of people, like, I can do social media management for. And um, I would not be able to serve you the way that you deserve to be served because the more people I take on, the less, the less quality I feel like you start giving. Um, but it sucks. Because I'm like, oh, this is, this is where I would, I would love to have a team because then I don't have to turn anybody down. I could have other hands on deck, you know, to, like, help me. And I think, um, I know the reason why I want to focus on it in like the fourth quarter is because of me launching this group coaching program. Um, that's going to help me for one show up once a week instead of 60 times a week. <laughs> um, but two, um, it's going to help in, in terms of like automating part of my business mm-hmm. um, where I need it. And then I can, you know, kind of like focus on the team and or building a team where then I can like kind of step back you know, and let others kind of like, like delegating more tasks to like others. So, and that's my main goal is like, of course I want to put my stamp of approval on things and like, let it be on brand for me. But I also want others to be able to like, you know, not necessarily showcase their talents, but utilize them in a way, because I'll see a lot of people that have been doing this longer than me that struggle to get clients. And I'm like, wow, like I've never experienced that. Um, and you are really, really good at like what you do. And I don't, and I can't find the, like, where it's not happening for you. Um, but I'm like, I would love to have you on my team, right? And I've put a few fillers out there, like, just kind of, like, in meeting people um, that I will be building a team. And I would love to have them on my team when the time comes. And so um, I know that time is coming, like I said, in the fourth quarter. And I'm nervous about it. <laughs> I'm not going to so lie. What makes you nervous? What part um, of it? I think one, cause it's like my baby. Right. And of course nobody can ever do it like me. Like, and that's just anybody you saying, like, if something is like yours, like nobody's going to ever do it like you, they can do it as good as you maybe. And I'm like, I, I want to be able to teach my team to do things at a level of standard for me, like in my brand and what people know my brand as, I want to be able to teach people that and they can duplicate it. But two, I think like, I'm not um, new to like leadership. I have a network marketing business and I have a team of a hundred people that I lead um, in helping them build their businesses as well. And so I'm not, I'm not new to the leadership aspect. I read a lot of leadership books, but I think it's just the scary part of trusting um, others with like something that like your name is on and like it's part of your reputation. I had a girl one time, um, I follow her and she follows me as well. She's a social media manager. And I just so happened to just be scrolling like on my feed one day and I saw her post and it literally was my post, like word (laughs) for word. Mm -hmm. And I screenshot it and sent it to her and I said, hey, like I'm flattered that you liked my post enough to use it, but at least like give me credit or something like that. And so she was so taken aback because she doesn't, she has a social media manager that posts for her. And like, it was a social media manager that literally copied my post and posted it in her name. And she was so upset. She was like, 
this is my reputation and I would never do that. And I'm like, I honestly don't feel like you would, which is why it shocked me to see, you know, even see it. Um, but yeah, she ended up firing that girl. Like she was like, I'm about to fire her because I can't have this kind of thing, you know, going on where, um, content is being plagiarized and it's looking like it's coming from me. And I have a team that's doing this for me. And so that experience, like really, it shook me. Cause I was like, Ooh, like, that's crazy. Like, you know, like, ah, but in thinking about like me building my own team now, later on, I was like, I don't want people to do that. And of course I know you can have a conversation with them and really just set the boundaries and, and set the standards, but it's just the fear of like things not going the way you want them to. And it's almost like an expectation. Like, you know, things may not always go right. Um, and just being prepared for that. I'm just, I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I am like fully prepared for <laughs> that. I don't know. Well, it's interesting because I mean, I think, um, there's one thing about like preparing yourself and kind of doing the what if scenarios. And then there's a the difference actually being in that situation and mm -hmm. having to like do those real time, like decision-making things. But, um, you know, a couple of things that you said that like is really encouraging. Um, and I want you to take heart and like be encouraged as you're moving into um, Q4 and into the excitement of building your yeah. team. Um, one about being able, like I, I, I think many times for entrepreneurs when they're building teams, it's hard to let go of some of the things that you've just had to do, right? Because Absolutely. it was all on you. And mm -hmm. understanding that, you know, each person's going to bring their unique skills and gifts and abilities. And that's going to actually like broaden your team and make your team even stronger and even better. So I was encouraged to hear you say like, I understand they're not gonna do it like me. And, mm -hmm. um, but there is a certain standard that goes yeah. with branding with Brit that, um, you know, that is there and that you're going to communicate to your people. And I think that's how you um, do some of that front end loading to ensure that you're getting good fits and you're um, really clearly uh, stating your expectations. And then when those things do come up, so even though totally different experience where you approach this other person about, um, you know, the content, you, you were very direct, which I think is something that um, probably follows you throughout all areas of life, right? But that <laughs> most times, <laughs> most, it's funny, right? Like, I feel like we, we play different roles and have different um, strengths in different situations. So like, I think in, in a relationship role, I could be seen as passive, like mm -hmm. in friendships or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then in a business role, I feel like I put a business hat on and I'm a totally different, it's like a boss, like I'm mm -hmm. totally different. Um, and so I'm learning to just be that in ev like all of my strengths in every role. But yeah, definitely like in a business role, like I can definitely be very direct because I feel like if you know that it's business and this is anybody across the board, like the universal standards, like if you know it's business, it's going to be a different tone. It's going to be a different kind of conversation and a level of expectation just because it's business. Like, and I don't know like how I can have so much confidence in that. And then sometimes like in other areas, like not be so confident, but I, yeah, I feel like it's just, you just switch. It's just a switch in your mind of like, okay, I know these things like need to happen. I know these things need to be addressed. Like, and I hate confrontation. I really do. I'm, I'm trying to embrace um, having difficult conversations and like having difficult conversation, even in business. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, um, it's, it's just what happens. It just what has to happen, oh, yeah. you know, and I know that. And I think about those things, like how I would um, communicate to my team and the kind of like leader that I would be, like, I wouldn't want to be passive because I'm scared to have conversations. I wouldn't want to be uh, overly friendly because I don't want them to step on me, right? Mm -hmm. I, there's a balance like to it all, I feel like. And so I think about how I would show up as like the CEO of my business with a team. And it's sometimes it's intimidating. And other times I'm like, listen, if you didn't have the opportunity, like you wouldn't be ready. So I know I have the opportunity to be able to scale my business. And I know that I'm ready I just have to I just have to keep things in the forefront of my mind about like at the end of the day is your business and these are you the people that you hired <laughs> and they're looking to you <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah.
yeah so Vasa right (laughs) yeah so excellent and so um I think another thing that you mentioned or what I was getting at as far as like the directness is right understanding that in the role as CEO when you are leading others being able to you know embody that and have those difficult conversations when they're necessary being able to set the expectations and clarify the expectations when people need clarification and also addressing things that are outside of the expectations or you know the person's not performing in a way that they need to and I love that you're thinking about this now because oftentimes you know we we start hiring people and then like after the fifth time that they show up late to work or after the sixth time that they have an excuse about why something um, hasn't been turned in on time, then it's like, oh, I guess I have to have this conversation. But I love that you are thinking about it now and kind of building the um, maybe mental um, models in your head so that when you do, and knowing that they will come, when you do have to execute in these situations, you've already thought through a bit of that. And I love how you said you've thought about um, the type of leader that you want to be. Because uh, a lot of times when I'm talking with the leaders, I'll ask the question, like, will, will you work for you? <laughs> like the way that they are working right now? I'm not right. sure. And so yeah. like, I think that's a good question to have in the back of your mind as you're thinking about this type of CEO that you would like to be and really developing um, the skills that you need, as well as building the culture that will help people thrive and get the business to where it needs to be. Yes. So what are you doing now? in Q3 to prepare for Q4 and hiring? Um, if you have questions about, I mean, like you can feel free to ask. I'm curious, what are you doing now? And I might have some suggestions. I am just kind of like keeping a mental note and also a, a written kind of list of the people that I would talk to about um, hiring um, or, you know, bringing on to my team. I don't, I'm thinking about like how many people I could honestly like handle at, at the time, like when it comes and I even, I have a conversation with my mom because she's like my strategic business partner. Um, and so she always is talking about like how I need to hire, how I need to hire. And I keep telling her, you know, like, I just don't have like the mental capacity to like really think about that right now because I'm trying to get this group coaching program up and running mm-hmm. and have that going so that I don't have to think and concentrate on it so much and give more energy and time and thought to like hiring a team and things like that. So I always have to kind of like explain that to her because she hates to hear that I have to like turn people down. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm more so thinking about like how many people I would want to hire, which I think I gave myself a goal of like, I said, I want to hire two people by the end of this year. I want to have two people on my team by the end of this year. Um, And also thinking about like, what would I actually want to delegate? Because I'm like, I feel like everything is my signature and I'm like, okay, if everything's your signature, like, well, what are the things that you don't like to do? And like, one of the things I hate to do, but people will hire me for just a la carte is engagement. I hate it, (laughs) but, but like, that's what people like know me to be very good at. Um, and so I feel like I would hand that off. Like I, I really, I'm trying to think of like things that um, go along with social media management that I wouldn't want to hand off or maybe accounts that I would want, like, do I want to hand over a whole account or do I just want to hand over like an actual task of the account or like just all of these different things. Like, do I want them to do it and, um, you know, report to me and just kind of, I give like the okay or, you know, like just what role am I playing? Like as a CEO, like, how do I want to like structure my business? Um, I just have a lot of thoughts about these things. So I'm just really kind of like thinking that through, um, you know, before I, I, I would not want to be confused. Like when I hire somebody about how I want to do things. So I'm just like solidifying things in my mind and weighing out like the pros and cons of like going, you know, either way. And again, like at the end of the day, I'm like trying to show myself grace. I'm like, Brittany, like at the end of the day, like, yes, you can hire, you know, like someone like Crystal, um, who can help you navigate those things, but there's going to be like mistakes along the way. Like you have to learn lessons in order to perfect what you do. So I just know that they're coming when it's, when it's involving other people in that aspect, it makes me nervous because I've obviously never had any employees, like even in all of my business, I've never had an employee. Um, And so I'm like, even with that, 
do I want to hire? Do I want to con- like employee or contractor or like, or just thinking about like the contracts, like it's just so much, it is just so much. And I try not to overwhelm myself with it, but obviously like thoughts run past my mind, especially with conversations with my mom, where she's kind of like constantly reminding me that I need to hire somebody. Um, it just kind of, you know, surfaces back, like all these thoughts that I'm just like thinking of. So I know like, um, when it comes time for me and you to work together, like, obviously you can help me with all of this stuff, but it's just the thoughts are overwhelming sometimes to the point where I'm like, Ooh, maybe I should just push this back to 2022, but I'm like, I can't do that. I I can't do that. Like my business cannot do that. So I have to come, I have to go into 2022. Like my business to be like on its next level and, you know, prepared for more uh, for, for abundance. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing in Q3 is just all these thoughts going on in my mind right now. (laughs) So what I might encourage you to do, I mean, you're asking the right questions. You're Mm -hmm. asking absolutely the right questions. And what I might encourage you to do is setting in your schedule, whether it's on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, I wouldn't say monthly, um, but just setting time in your schedule to take one of those questions and think through the question and answer it or see like, okay, I'm almost to the point of having an answer, but I need to know two or three more things about this. So if the question is, you know, what pieces of my business do I want to hand off or are ready to, you know, have someone else manage? And then you can just take, put a timer, take an hour to go ahead and outline what those might be and how you might um, roll that out into one or multiple positions. And, but just kind of breaking it down into manageable steps where you have questions that you tackle and you give yourself like dedicated time in your schedule to answer those and just answer one because yeah. there are so many <laughs> that will come up. And yeah. um, I know for me, like I, I even do this for my own business. So I, I, I have a list of the positions that I'll be hiring for. Um, and I go ahead and kind of segment them out based upon the timing around them and what needs to happen in order for me to hire for those. But then it's like, okay, um, with the podcast, I knew that I needed to hire a podcast editor because I was bringing more onto my plate and it wasn't something that I could sustain on my own. So I knew right. I needed to hire for that. So that's what I went ahead and said, I'm going to figure out how do I answer the question of how do I hire a podcast editor? And then taking the steps to find the right person. I, I, so yes, I encourage you take one question at a time put some time in your schedule and answer that question. Um, other things might blend into your mind, just have another piece of paper where you can put those things down and those are questions to answer later, but really focusing in on one. And then um, you, I, I believe you have mentioned this in regards to, you've started kind of taking note of people who might be good for your team. And so um, in the HR world, I mean, it might be a term that other people use as well. We call it pipelining. So even mm-hmm. though you don't have a position today, you're starting to um, find individuals who would be good for the positions that you have in the future. Because so often people wait until the very, like, okay, I got the money in order to yeah. hire the people. I got the work for them. So let me go and find them. And then it takes forever to find the right person. But I love right. how you are noting like those people that like, hmm, they might work or I like, I like how they do X, Y, and Z. And so um, generally when I'm pipelining, I'll just have like a Google spreadsheet. And so I'll write down the person's name, where I found them, and then what it is that I like about them that I want to know more about. And then um, usually I'll invite them to a conversation like, hey, I just want to learn more about what you're doing so that I'm, I'm developing this relationship over time so that by the time Q4 comes around, I'll know like, oh yeah, they're a good fit or like, nah, nah. What right. I mean, it's not going to work. Um, yeah. and, and you're able to develop that relationship over time versus right away, like trying to bring them onto your team. Have you right. thought about, um, you know, specifically not only the technical skills, but kind of like the, what I call the values or the kind of personality characteristics that you would want people to bring onto your team? Have you given much thought to that? Um, yes and no. So obviously I feel like I want people that are like me in terms of like the vibe, um, 
being approachable, being warm, being friendly, being passionate, um, coachable, absolutely got to be coachable, um, and accessible. But then I also think about like, okay, like I was, I'm all, uh, you're taught in leadership to, um, you know, not only work on your strengths and your weaknesses, like assess those and like work on them, but then if it's something where it's like, that's like a weakness for you, find somebody who's like, that's their strength and like bring them on your team because that's something that they, they're, that they're thriving in, like that they love to do. And it may not be like what you love to do. And so I think about that, like, I think about both of those. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I have great intuition and have really great gut feelings and co- can really, go off of a vibe upon initially meeting somebody and having conversation with them, if they would be a good fit for me, if they would be my tribe that I'm looking for. So I just always kind of like trust my gut um, and my intuition with that. But definitely like, I think kind of forming the right questions to see what their strengths are. And if that's something that I feel like I need because I'm not really good at that or I don't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's really good. So like, I mean, I do think that there is, um, there is value into like intuition, gut, and really kind of reading the signs, so to speak, um, and seeing how an individual, you know, you want to be compatible. You want to be able to vibe with one another. You want to be able to see like, oh, they have strengths in this area that help complement and balance my team and all of that. Um, and I think in order to have that assessment, you know, just having kind of a list ahead of time of these are the like non-negotiable things that I'm looking for. So as far as um, you mentioned, kind of that warm openness, the coachability <laughs> uh, or being coachable and, um, you know, some of those other characteristics, being able to have that listed. And so I would say, you know, as you're thinking about the questions that you want to answer, the one question each particular time that you sit down and kind of do this team building strategy, including the question of what are the characteristics that I'm looking for, both hard skills and soft skills. And then as you're meeting people, being able to assess that and then note it. Um, As you're building more and more of your business out and growing your team and kind of um, formalizing process, uh, as you're looking at the hiring, process and strategy around that you eventually you're going to want to have like this as a template like all of our team members should have this type these type of qualities so you're starting to build that now so eventually when you you've got a process that works it's repeatable and it's like really yielding the best team members for you then you can say refer back to this like this is the standard for hiring for us so um that's a way to start building it now that's good talk to it so do you have any questions <laughs> in regards to, as you think about, oh, you know, um, n- moving into uh, your hiring season at the end of the year? Any pressing um, concerns you might have? No, I think I've verbalized majority of my questions, which are really just like self questions. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I think like, um, the main thing that I wonder is like uh just like the processes I guess like to go through hiring someone like what that looks like I guess that's a great question okay so (laughs) with the the hiring process um first is identifying you know what the need is what role are you looking to hire so as I mentioned, you know, that's one of the questions that you're asking yourself in Q3. What are those tasks that I want to kind of take off my plate or need support and managing? And then being able to see how that really fits into one or multiple roles. So you identify what the need is. Then from there, you identify what are those skills, abilities, and characteristics that you're looking for. Um, Actually, I help clients build an ideal candidate avatar, just like you would do your avatars for your business. You know, you do that for your hiring as well, so that you know where to go find them. Um, And it might be that I'm going to job boards. I might be going to uh, Facebook groups. I might be asking people in my network, you know, do you know someone who fits this um, profile, so to speak? 
and then there utilizing that as you go through the interviewing process and so being able to have I usually like to have two at least three interviews so one is the screening interview which is more kind of casual getting to know you kind of more characteristics and values and there's an alignment there and then the more technical interview where we're talking about the tasks and responsibilities related to the role and then doing the background check or any type of reference checks that are necessary and then executing the offer. So um, those would be the general steps that I would recommend, you know, identifying the need, uh, going ahead and doing your ideal candidate avatar, then finding them where they are, and then going ahead and interviewing, doing those background checks, and then finally making the offer. So hopefully in general, (laughs) that has been helpful. Yes. I mean, of course, there's more that will go into each of the steps, but that's a, um, a, a general process to be able to follow in this, the basic steps in hiring a team member. Um, and I love it. Like, so generally, it's going to take four weeks at least to hire mm-hmm. someone. Um, so that's why I like to start early and having these conversations with developing these relationships, because by the time that I'm really ready to hire, um, I usually don't have four weeks. You know, I'm usually like, I need you yesterday. <laughs> so yeah. so I, I, I like to start it as early as possible. So this is a great time for you to get started and thinking about role and the characteristics that you're looking for and start kind of taking names, jotting down who might be a good fit for your business. Awesome. Excellent. Well, Britt, it has been <laughs> awesome talking with you. One, I feel yeah. like I feel like it was less of a hot seat and more of a, um, <laughs> you know, you you were able to drop some gems <laughs> to people who who, um, who are where you probably were a couple months ago, right? Who are kind of at the edge of like, I can't take on any more clients. Um, I don't have weekends. I don't even know if I can take a vacation and I need some help. So I think it's been great to hear like you can make that shift, right? And as you make that shift and um, being overworked and overwhelmed, hey, I can go ahead and streamline and then prepare for growth and get the team I need in place. So it's been really great hearing your firsthand experience and um, I'm excited about what's next. So you told us about the coaching, um, group coaching program, but um, so either you can share more about like when when it's launching so that if anyone's interested and, and needs to <laughs> get in on the program, you can share that or anything else exciting that's happening in your business that you wanna share with us. Um, yeah, so the group, co- I'm being challenged right now to not have a website up about my group coaching or um, really talk about it. <laughs> um, so I'm being challenged with that. And basically like the only way to really learn about it is through consultations with me. So, you know, getting on a consultation and um, basically just kind of like me explaining what that's like, but also it's a screening process because I'm not allowing everybody in, especially like for my, fo- my first cohort. Um, it's a selected number and it's really just for people that I feel could could truly benefit from it. Um, so yeah, but it's called Beginners to Boss Academy. So um, I guess be on the lookout for me really posting about it in August. But right now, like I said, I'm being challenged with getting all of the people that I have the set number goal to um, without a website. <laughs> so that's exciting in itself. But um, no, I'm, I'm just pretty much like, like I said, serving my clients, whether it be like through management or now through this coaching. Um, and I'm looking forward, honestly, like I said, to working with you in Q4. Um, but I'm just really thinking about like how, like my goals for like 2022, I'm kind of like already in 2022 right now. And so just like what I want to do to like expand, um, what like other offers do I want to, you know, have. So that's exciting to me is just kind of thinking about um, how I want to continue to grow and expand this business. But 
Well, excellent. Well, I can't wait to see all of the great things that you are, that you'll continue to do and the new things that will come up, um, cheering you along every step of the way. And for those who are interested in just learning more about Britt or um, following her, you can find her contact information in the show notes. Uh, so definitely check her out. She is a boss at what she does and she's um, gearing up to be able to help more people in their uh, social media and branding efforts. So thank you so much for joining me today, Britt. And thank you to all of y'all who have been listening. Hopefully this has been helpful as you think about and know that, you know, it's not impossible to start thinking about hiring and scaling your business and, you know, take some of those gems that Britt shared, as well as, you know, some of the resources that I provided to start thinking about the team that you need in order to scale your business. So thanks and have a great day. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Unicorn Talent Hunter. Remember that you can join our email list at unicorntalenthunter.com for more tips and tricks on how to find, keep, and grow your team. Also, subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episode. I'm Crystal Speed. Happy hunting.